Hello and welcome to the Knock On KCLR and Scoreline.ie's weekly rugby podcast. We're back, season three. Uh, we're going to get it underway tonight. Johnny Tobin, Tom Crotty, and I nearly forgot your second name, Tom is on the screen, and James Blanchfield uh, are back with us uh, for the start of season three. Uh, Johnny Tobin um, will be sticking with us through the World Cup like that, but uh, due to other commitments, Johnny, you'll be... Uh, um, you'd be sort of stepping out of the podcast uh, after a couple of weeks, but it's uh, great to have you the last two seasons and all that, and of course for all the World Cup chat and everything coming up as well. So you'd be missed. I'm sure. oh. Absolutely, your internet's breaking up a bit there. Johnny, will <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they want to get rid of you. Yeah, they want to get rid of you early. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone. gone that's it it's gone and, uh, <laughs> so for those listening to the podcast Johnny's uh, internet connection just dropped out just as we asked him the question that happened a lot last year as well so pick up where we left off um, I was going to talk about Tullo if, if he comes back on there but should James we'll start with you you've a big adjustment uh, this year um, we're going to talk club yeah. stuff first we're going to talk Carlo Kenny Tullo we have SETU news, and then we're going to talk about the World Cup. We can't ignore that. Uh, Ireland playing Romania at the weekend. We'll wait for Johnny to come back on as well. But, uh, James, there he is now. There you are. The goddamn ball on the internet. There you are, just <laughs> now. Um, Johnny, we're going to just move it around there as well. We thought you were gone there for a bit. We're going to start with um, James. We just asked. Oh, let him ramble on there for 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> a big readjustment, James. Uh, a whole different way of thinking. Down a division into one B. You're in with Carlo. Um, yeah, I'd say there's a lot of head scratching and everything going on at the club. A bit of a change. And yeah, Stephen, adjustment is a good way of putting it. I think. I think it kind of. It's it's uh, a lot of good things happen. You know, and Johnny's going to have. You know, tell me you're getting new this and you're new getting new that and whatnot. But there's a lot of good things happening. But I think talking to people around the club, there's a bit of excitement again, like there is every year. You know, it's easy look and say, yeah, we've ten players gone off the Towns Cup squad from last year. Ten players have left the club. You know, um, be it people retired or Roy McInerney's retired. Um, Dame O'Leary's gone home to Australia Ewan Lewis has gone home to Wales Abel has gone back to Spain Joe Moynihan's retired Rory McInerney's retired Shane O'Reardon just announced in the last few weeks that he's heading off to Dubai for two years going to be a huge loss so, but the other side of it is there's players coming in as well Conan Dunn has come back to the club it's probably the worst kept secret in the world there towards the end of last season Conan's coming back after two after three years with Lansdowne in the year at Black Rock where he's been playing AIL um, so Conan will be a big inclusion um, there's a chap come to Kenny from um, I think is he coming from Gary Owen or Highfield he's kind of a half back he's working for Avon Moore so he's a really good addition played on the 20s for Munster there a number of years ago as well so despite players leaving what I'm trying to say is there's a lot of players coming in but I think when you talk about readjustment Stephen one of the things that we've done is we've actually looked at the coaching setup in the club in a big way um, Steve Ashmore is back on board this year as senior coach. Um, Stephen Talbot is down from Talbot. Talbot is down from Matai as assistant coach. Um, Paddy O'Driscoll, who would have been involved with the club many years ago and involved with Kilkenny College, and he was an '86 winner with us in 1986 at out half. He's in a skills coach. So we've kind of taken an approach in the club this year that there's an awful lot of room for improvement and room room amongst the senior playing cohort for kind of improvement of a lot of skills. So that's what Paddy is in working on. But um, across the club, there's a lot of good things happening as well. But I think the primary objective for our first 15 this year is to kind of bring, integrate new players and get... Just Tobin, to, Tobin's disappeared there. And uh, <laughs> you're not having a good day. But integrate new players. And the big thing is, the biggest thing of all for the club is... Um, to integrate the young guys that have come up from under-18s into adult rugby this year. So I think there's five of the 18s have come up. I have their names jotted down here. Um, you have um, Donald Keeley. He's a hooker. He was Leinster Youths last year. He's coming up now. Um, Joe Murray, Barry Daly and Alex Reynolds all stepping up to adult rugby. So that, look, at the, that's what it's about for us. Um, women's are absolutely flying it. I have to hand it to the women's team. 
there. Actually, sorry, I need to go back to the men's team on the coaching side as well. We realised that there was a gap on the S&C side. So Mickey Comerford, who has been involved with the Kenny Hurlers for the last three or four years as their S&C coach, is in now when you can see the players buying into Mickey's level of professionalism and what he does and what he brings. They all have their apps, they all have their personalised um, coaching programmes and all that that he's doing with them. You know, you go to the gym Monday, Wednesday and Friday nights and all the players are there in their rotas, in their groups, get doing their doing their programmes. So, you know, I mean, I won't say for our first 15 that it's going to be a spring straight back up to 1A. Johnny... And Tom know how difficult one of division one B is is to is to win. Wicklow are testing to that as well. But you know, we have to we have to set some target for ourselves and I suppose that's the target that's going to be set. Women, as we was getting on to them, the level of commitment that the girls have shown over the summer, they didn't stop training from last season. They actually continued through the whole summer, which can be a bad thing as well. But um, they have recognised as well, the club have recognised that the women's team need more coaches. So Gary Doyle is in now kind of a senior coach working under when with Paddy, Paddy Moss. Gary was the under-18 coach for the last number of years. So um, he stepped down from the 18s to be moved into the, into the women's team. Victor Harper is in as, a, as an assistant coach. Joe Moynihan is there as a forwards coach. Aoife, Aoife Kelly, who has been their stalwart for the women's team, is in a player's coach role. So, you know, the the objective of the club and what, what we're trying to do at the moment is rather than kind of looking at particular players and trying to improve the, the, the individual, we're looking at trying to interview, improve the whole coaching structure across the club. Um, so that's kind of what we're looking at. And then, like Johnny will probably know more about the two guys I'm going to talk about next in, in, in Daniel Ring and Hugh Greeny. Johnny's been talking about them a long time. Two lads, uh, Hugh played Leinster Youth at Hooker this year and Daniel was in an Irish under-18 development squad. So they're two guys that were, as a club, we're holding a lot of hope for the future in. Whether or not we can hold on to them in the short or long term is the question, but um, we're excited about those guys coming through as well. So look at all in all, it's been a it's been a good close season. A lot of changes on the committee, as Johnny alluded there before we went on as well. Mike Hannigan is in as president. Dave Matthews has stepped back into a new role around fundraising and sponsorship, and no better man for it. Mick will be a different sort of president today. If he will be a, you know, he still will be a people's president, but he's a a, a different character to Dave, and um, kind of have to hand it to Dave for the work he did for the club over the last few four four seasons that he was there. Mary Louise Brody, um, she's Hugh Corkery's mam. She's in as secretary. So not a change. And I think it's important to, to, to keep fresh faces coming in, to keep things fresh, new new ways of thinking. Um, and uh, look, we're looking forward to it. Looking forward to, you know, a lot of people the other day were saying, she's made some terrible trips this year to go to Longford and Dundalk and these places. I said, but equally, we're going to Carlow and Atoy. So stop complaining. You have to take the good with the bad. And looking forward to actually having a, having kind of coming across Carlo in the league as well this year. So it's going to be a, it's going to be an interesting year, however it pans out. Look, we can't predict it, but um, we've gory away this weekend in the Southeast League. So there'll be a lot of lads getting, getting opportunities in that game that might have gotten opportunities at J1 level in the past. Good stuff, James. It's good to hear that. Lots going on down there. Busy, busy, busy mm-hmm. summer. And, uh, a lot of positivity there as well. And uh, like you said, you spotted a couple of problems or issues and solved them. And uh, now just see how it pans out over the season. And like you said, you don't have all those trips to Dublin now this year, I suppose, as well. So, well, this is it. I think, I think yeah. I, you often hear me talk about Division 1A, how kind of unsustainable Division 1A is, is that there's, you know, will I say teams splashing the cash? Well, I would say that, but they are splashing cash. You look at what Gorey did last year, they competed in Division 1A with a team that they put together themselves without firing the money around. So teams can compete once they get things right. But from our perspective, we're looking forward to being down probably on more of a level playing field in 1B, you know. Absolutely. Uh, Johnny, uh, Tolo, line drawn in the sand now. Last season was last season. Time to look forward to this season. But you have a whole new landscape to look forward to now as well. Uh, James has just come down from that division. You know how competitive it is in 1A. Um, what's going on in Tolo at the moment to try and, suppose, get ready for the bit of a step up? Yeah, well, I, they're training fairly hard, I believe. I was speaking to Morris the other day. There's a lot of, uh, lot of stuff, good stuff going on. 
training wise, um, the new Fijian player came in there last week or the week before them. Um, so there's lots of good stuff going on around there. Sean is playing in the back line. Uh, togged out against Lansdowne two weeks ago. We played Lansdowne. They played Lansdowne J1s and lost the uh, 14-8 in the Colm O'Shea Cup. So that wasn't a bad outing. Dara Murphy actually from Tullow is talking back out for Lansdowne again. Just change of uh, work for him this year suits him to be in Dublin. He's going into the prison service. So um, it'll follow on his mum and dad's career there. So it just suited him to stay playing in Dublin where he's going to be stationed. So um, he was captain. Actually, the Lansdowne team got a few digs uh, few fair shots as well, but it was a good old game to be at now in fairness. Um, and they're plugging away there. I don't think they've, they're meant to have a friendly this weekend, but I don't think it's going ahead. Lack of pitches. There's so many youth teams out this weekend in Tullow. And everyone wants I to play. They asked for I think, actually, for that. Yeah, they, they asked me for college as well, but it just it wasn't feasible. So um, there's so many youth games going on. Everyone wants to be off before half one, two o'clock to get home and watch. The Erling game, so it's just a bad weekend for a friendly, but seems to be going well out there. Lots of lots of good progressive things going on. They're on the putting in a new gym, and they're um, they've only upgraded the gym recently, but it's not big enough. So probably putting in a new gym there. They're doing up the car park again. More work going on there. More work going on the two grass pitches up the top. Tom is out there a bit. Treat see it more than I would. Um, they're doing a good bit of work. So uh, hopefully it goes well from this year. Just commitment wise for me, I won't be involved a whole lot. So. Um, I won't be out there as much. Obviously, Paddy Brown will be taking over for me in a few weeks' time here. But uh, hopefully, it goes well for him this year. And I wish him all the best with the one A trip because it's uh, no easy feat. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Johnny, just from a club and a bar point of view and all that sort of stuff, Saturday rugby. Um, how much of a change is that for a club? Um, you know, in terms of yeah, we, training we felt the pen, we well. felt the pitch back in in I think it was fourteen. We went up and we didn't. We did the bar was ruined nearly. Like, but I don't think now it'll be. I think lads now that are playing for Tolo are a little bit different in uh, work situations and what they were back then. It was a lot of farmers back then, but there's not so many farmers there now. And lads will probably enjoy the Sunday off to go away with chaps and stuff. So I don't think it'll be affected as much. Like mm-hmm. I know I'm on air to generally play the games early, but if you got a couple of local teams like Gory and play them at six o'clock on a Saturday evening, you'd, you'd suit your bar, like you know. So. Things like that can work in their favour too, but look at it, it all depends about the brand of rugby you're playing. You're playing a good brand of rugby, there's going to be people out there and you're, you're winning, there's going to be people out there watching your game. So like, then obviously the Deshaun O'Brien factor, when he talks out, everyone's going to go on to watch him play and stuff. So he, he'll draw a crowd everywhere he goes, no matter when it's the first or the tenth game he plays, he'll draw a crowd. When you say yeah. he's going into the backs, Johnny, kind of... That suggests well, he was in them against Lansdowne anyway. <laughs> yeah, and I kind of look at that suggests to me that it's not going to be a a link up kind of centre partnership. Like Sean wouldn't be renowned for his ability to throw a pass. You know, is he yeah. is he like having watched you last year and the way that your centres played? He played rough ball around there. Would you not see that as a little bit of a? Yeah, like, I don't know on, now. He just played the, the centre against Lansdowne. To be honest with you, I think I think the centre against Lansdowne was more of a an opportunity to challenge another Tullow lad, you know, because Darrow was playing right. well for Lansdowne. So okay. I'd say it was a battle of the battle of the giants, maybe. But I I don't know. Maybe Sean will play more in the back row. I'd imagine so. I'd agree with you. The backs that Tullow have at the minute, I think he kind of slow down the back line. But mm. look, he'd question that. He'd say he has the ability to throw past the same as any young lad in the back line. I wouldn't see that but look that's that's what you're going to go with obviously a, a, an international rugby player should be well like, that's the other side you know yeah. so sister, Alex, would, if Alex is watching this don't come looking for me after you speak poorly to your brother and beat me yeah, up well <laughs> I'm going to tell her when she asked me you you, you brought out I disagreed <laughs> so, <laughs> no I'd say look I'd say he'd be able to hang it in the centre for like for God's sake he's a Lions international player like yeah. you know he should be a junior one A, even even senior two B and two C, he should be able to hang it at that level, you know. Um, but look, I don't know, it's gonna go well for them. There's lots of good young lads coming in there, Fiona Hickey and these lads are hanging around for a year, uh, to play in Tullow for another year. So like that's that's a great boost to Fiona Fiona was Lens from Ideans this year. He'll be a huge addition. The likes of uh, young Connor Kelly there coming up from the eighteens, Dara Foley's uh, nephew, he, he is, like just good athletes, you know, a lot of good young athletes coming up. So Hopefully they go well. 
Absolutely. Um, Johnny, we're going to catch up with you um, on SETU and college rugby um, after we catch up with Tom. You were going to say something there? No, 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 no. Shoot away. Tom Crotty, uh, how's Carlo getting on? Well, we're still there. <laughs> um, yeah, look, we've a lot of changes coming in because um, we finished up last season and um, Jeff and Corey moved on. Um, both of them had other commitments and Corey wanted to take a step back from club tra- coaching so um, the two boys the two boys have moved on and we have two new coaches one both have played for Carlo um, one is born and bred Carlo that's Dave Barron um, Dave played scrum half with Carlo and played AIL with Carlo and then played AIL in, in Bective so and um Coached uh, extremely successful 18s team with me and coached in college, Johnny Duncan College. Um, so, like Davis, Davis and Asset, he's, he's a local, he's a local lad. He's so there's real enthusiasm. Um, Dave's a head coach, and we've Joe Bulmer in. Joe played rugby for years in Carlo and played with Ennis Garty and was a part of the coaching team that gave him the Towns Cup when they when they when the boys took over the, um, coaching a couple of years ago when they won their first Towns Cup uh, in a long time. So Joe is absolutely fanatically Carlo. I loved loved it when he was there, and you can see his enthusiasm um, that he's bringing to the players. Um, look, we've we lost a couple of players, um, have moved on. Um, some of some of just uh, job wise have moved to Dublin and uh, and back to Wexford and things like that. So we have a couple out, a couple of young lads back in uh, Ty Grown and which is uh, Tigers from College in Carlos. So Tigers committed to us for the year, which is great because um, we badly need a front row players as any club does. So it was uh, great news when the leaving cert result comes out that uh, the Tigers. Yeah, me too. <laughs> that, yeah, exactly. Even better for you, Johnny. Um, the Tigers gone into the college. So um, we also then have young lads. A couple of young fellas came up from the 18s. Um, we had uh, our first game. We played um, Gory a couple of weeks ago and had a massive win, a really good win, win at home um, against Gory. So um, we had a couple of first caps there with Noah Cope playing at scrum half. Noah played. Um, Played for Southeast and was up with the Leinster under 18s panel as well. So it's great to have, great to see youth. And there's a few more. No, we haven't really tied down a couple of the young fellas because they're there with, they haven't, like they're going to college in Dublin and whatever else and they're playing football at the moment. So um, we're kind of just uh, letting them letting them finish out their football season and we'll see where, with, where they get commitment from them later on. But like we've, we've a good bunch of lads, a good bunch of lads back, um, back training. Um, football's probably hit us a little bit harder this year. Um, with the backs, we're kind of struggling for backs. Most of them are, as I say, are playing football. Um, but we new new director of rugby, Bob Keady, has uh, taken over with uh, as director of rugby. Um, Bob was a Buccaneers and um, Tullamore. He's uh, been in both those clubs for a number of years, but. Uh, He's uh, married to a Carlo or now and came into the club. He's uh, only two years now, so he's uh, he's an awful lot of knowledge, an awful lot of, uh, uh, He's well used to the system, the Leinster system, and knows so many people. So he's uh, he's an asset. Um, Derek Cope has stepped down as director of rugby, but um, and after doing a phenomenal job over the last through a lot of tough years there himself, but um, Derek has taken for his sins has taken on the job as coach and coordinator in the club. So we're still looking for new coaches from minis upwards. Um, so can I stop you there, Tom? Why do you say for your sins now? Are you after taking that job? That's why I'm laughing. Yeah, because it, uh, uh, well, James, you know as well as I look. Um, I think it's um, I think I can say it for all three here. Um, finding coaches and getting coach people to volunteer to coach is not easy anymore. No. Um, but it's such a reward. I think people just need to. I think we've had like a couple of. There's a couple of first players have come in and helped out with 16. Came back. They started off at the 14s and then they kind of moved up with that team and they're absolutely loving it. And I see John Lyons is doing a coaching course at the weekend. You know, because he's just he's just taken to it and and I think if if more people tried it out, they realise the reward that you get. And even you know starting off with youths and minis and just working your way up along the line. 
you get such reward. Like even this well, year, if anyone can with... do it in Carlo, I'd say it's Terry Cope because he's respected by everybody. You know. Well, absolutely, absolutely. You know, but it's not easy to go try and convince somebody to come out and give their time, and they may not have children involved, and that's. You know, it's hard. It's hard to find parents that have played rugby, um, and it's not all about those playing rugby either. I mean, we're looking for coaches who, and it's the same in Toro, and I presume it's the same in Kilkenny. You're looking for people who are enthusiastic and willing to learn, and and the main things that they they bring a bit of spirit and, and enjoyment to the to kids coaching. So, like we're kind of we're around the same as Kilkenny. Our players have had re- their skill levels have been increased with the with the, the coaching that they've had over the last number of years. Our senior players, and you can see the difference in what they're taking on this season. You can see that they have those players there. I thought never would have the skills that they have, and you can see their growth. But the club, as a club, we need to we're stepping in back a little bit to kind of go forward and again to look at. Um, Developing from the youth upwards and trying to bring through more players from the 18s into, and they don't have to be the best player. You just want a continuous line of players, Carlo players, feeding into the senior system. They don't all have to play first. You need seconds players, you need thirds players, you need lads there week in, week out, you know, because there's nothing worse to come up when you only have you only have 20 or 22 lads trained. Like last year, we had up to one, one of the train sessions, we had 40 players. 40 players training and that means that coaches can play one team off another there's so much they can do when you have numbers and, and both James and Johnny will appreciate that you know you know the difference when you have Johnny well, you're blessed because you always have like in the college you're going to have lads you're going to have lads there they come out and they want to play so you're going to have 30 players and that means you can play two teams and that's huge but it's um, yeah, it's massive like we generally have 56 to 58 train players yeah. like so you know, you're you're, actually, you're looking around, look trying to find things for people to do because there's so many of them, you can't do everything with them. So you're trying to play two teams off two teams in both halves. It's 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 a great complaint now, but it's it's good. Yeah, but that's it. That's it. And like we're always, uh, you know, we're always looking for new players. And and um, first, 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 the most important thing is homegrown. Homegrown is number one. Um. We always ask, yeah, always, you get people who walk into the club like James, you're lucky you've had a couple over the last couple of seasons that just happened to knock on the door. We've had one or two, like, yeah, mm. Paddy Mackey came from Australia, walked up to the club and said, Good day, hey, I'm Paddy. And he's now a valued part of the club. He's integrated in the club. He's, after buying a house in Carlo, he's gone out with the Carlo girl. And, um, like, they're the, the, you're blessed when you get players like that. We're not chasing players, as James, you know, like the, the last, um, you're not going out trying to find players to bring them in specifically for a year or two. We can't, so you can't afford things like that. And you just want to, first of all, you try and keep, you want you want to see as many Carlo players starting on your first team because your parents, your family, and they all come, they all come to the games and that's huge. Because that's, I think that's incredible. You're right there, Tom, team. as well. You do need, and sorry to talk over you, but you do, you do need a lot of Carlo, homegrown players. But the other side of it is, is from our perspective, is we're actually probably further down the road than you are, or further back the road, I should say, that we're just not having been getting players through. I think we're of, of the three of us, the three clubs that are being spoken about here, we're probably way behind both of you in context of, of, of getting players through to adult rugby that are even probably at the J1 standard or even the J2 standard, but it, it is improving. And I think sometimes from our perspective, we actually had to go and get players and we've, we've had to do it again this year. But, you know, I think we might have had a chap join us from yourselves, even I think a scrum half, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that makes, that makes sense. I, I like, I can understand like Stephen, Stevie played with, or had, he coached um, Isaac before. And Isaac is in Waterford. He's with Waterpark. He's young fella. Waterpark are going to be travelling. They got demoted last year or down to the next lower division. And some of their games are going to be on Tralee and places like that at the weekend, which is absolutely mental in the first place. But you can see why he's just going to travel 30 minutes up the road and play and, and play around here. You know, it makes it makes sense. That's, you know, that's... And that's just picking up a phone with somebody you know. Like, we've all... We all pick up the yeah, phone and, you, you, you had so many that played before or maybe we've tried lads that like I know when we started this season we're after ringing 
you know, you know, lads that haven't played in two or three years, a couple of lads have come back up. They mightn't be J1 standard this season, but they'll be, they might be J1 just standard in any year's time, you know, because they, they missed out with COVID. Like, it's really longer. It's nearly three years since a lot of the younger lads played. We're just trying to get them back into the club because they're sitting in Carlo and they're doing nothing. Like, they're not playing. They're not playing rugby, so they're playing football, or whatever, during the winter, during the summertime. But they're not playing anything really in the winter. And we just made a phone call and said, "Look, so and so is back. So and so is back. Will you come in and have a bit of crack?" And you know, and you need, as I say, like every person that comes in is money in the bar. And if they're local lads, it means you have their mammies, their daddies, their brothers, their sisters, their aunties, their uncles. They're all local. They come in and watch the games. If you have a, a load of people that they don't know who they are, and um, we had that in Carlo. After we went to after we went to Division One, once we got to Division One, there was a huge fall off straight away because we got there, and people used to walk up to the bar and didn't know anyone. Players came out the dressing room, got in their cars, and drove home. Like didn't integrate into the bar, and that's not good enough. Mm. So that's oh. that's back that's back to the policy that we're now doing our best, and we're not brilliant at it either. We're like the likes of Thai have been really putting their really putting their way ahead of all of us with the amount of youths that they've had. They've had a really good run of youths in the last couple of years. So if everybody kind of builds on that and builds from youths up, the girls are a prime example. I think there's I think Port Kira has thirty five players on the books this year for under sixteen rhinos. Wow. Um, do you know, and that's that started off from nothing. Um, I'm with the 18s, and and uh, I think we have we've 20 well, on the books we've 24, and that's a hard age to work. And and I think the under 14s have another massive amount of numbers. So, and we that started from nothing. So, and they're all local girls. So I mean, it's so important to see, you know, the the kids and Johnny. You named out a couple of lads there that are. Um, have played for or from the club who've been on the youth panels and James the same isn't that brilliant that you have kids on the youth panels and South East panels and that's what that's what the club needs yeah. anyway we're going down to we're going down to Kilkenny on Wednesday night for a bit of crack next Wednesday oh yeah 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 yeah. we have a South East we were supposed to play Monkstown uh, tonight they they went looking for a game and then uh, pulled out last yesterday. So we got we, our games postponed. So I think it's, it's there's a lot of teams struggling to get games. You know, we can't. Mm. It's so hard to get to get games, and you don't want to play the teams that you're, you're trying to avoid the teams that you're going to play in the league, or you're going to keep playing. You're going to play in the southeast. It's very hard. I don't know what's going on, but it's very hard to get friendlies. We had you know, a cracking game last standard. Saturday against Cantork. Cantor came up the day Munster played Leinster in the junior match down at Waterford City. Seven Dock were standing behind the goal watching them. I just got chatting with a pair of guys beside us who turned out to be, I think, the president and the director of rugby, the director of rugby and head coach in Cantor. And we arranged, Dock arranged a pre-season friendly there and then. But like, we had to go as far as Cantor, like North Cork, to get a team up for a, for a challenge match. And it was a cracking game. No, that's great that you got it. We've only had one game. No, seconds haven't had any game. I think next Saturday is the one. Next Saturday is the first Saturday week is the first game for the seconds against New Ross. Like that's that's about the fifteenth or something of uh, of of September, yeah. and there's no no friendly game. And the league starting on the twenty third, isn't it? Yeah, but other senior teams or Division One teams have had no. They're starting next week. I think who was a lot of teams going to struggle to get game. We're struggling to get games, or and could be heading into uh, heading into Division One, Division One A with no game on. Division One A is starting next Saturday, the sixteenth. Wicklow are playing Bechtov in Bechtov and Tullow, I don't know who Tullow, I think Tullow have uh, Sutton. I think not too sure. I'll be honest. But I don't um, think Wicklow. I don't think Wicklow play. They were struggling for numbers as well. Yeah, and the Scarty, we tried in the Scarty, they hadn't got a team. Mm. And that was J, like we asked for J1, but we what we resumed it'll be J1s with half of their seniors. Like we just said, whoever you have, let play, play a game. And no, they hadn't got, hadn't got enough to no backs. I think, yeah, I think you're, I think is what's happening as well is, and we're seeing a lot of it, like we're going to be losing a few players after Christmas, luckily. But there's a huge amount of probably kids from the ages of 20 up to 23, 24 are going to Australia now because they missed that opportunity during 2019 through to 2021 with COVID, you know. 
like we managed to hold, convince some of them to stay last year and some of them going now after Christmas. And, you know, I think, I think it's where we've seen huge numbers. I think you're going to see a tail off a little bit now. I think there's going to be, which is probably some of the reasons why teams are struggling to put numbers out for, for, for friendly matches. Yeah, well, it's very, it's very hard. It's very hard from like, we've had reasonably good numbers for training maybe not quite as good as last year but that was because we haven't got games if you have two if you if you put up two if you have two fixtures in a weekend like we had a load of lads for training or for the match tonight but we're still weren't going to change our rota because everything was organised between now and, and we're going on tour next week with the half the club are going to France so we were had everything organised for this week and for next week um, we've had we kept the same but we're trained tonight but there's lads there who are available for the match but are not available for training tonight. So if you don't have matches, it's very hard. Lads, You know, lads will go, oh, well, uh, I'm, I'm still cutting corner. I'm still doing this. I'll play the match because it's important. They want to play a match. But if it comes down between training and, and getting their job done, the farmer will stay, you know, and, and you can't blame for that either. Well, the yeah, we saw Jake, while, so we ah. saw Jake Callback for the first time on Tuesday night of training. You know, because like he's an agricultural contractor. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I actually looked at him and said, what are you doing here? The weather's too good for you. And he goes, no, I got away for got away for an hour and a half. He said, if you're back up in the combine now and up in the tractor in a few hours time again, like, you know, and I have to admire the commitment to the, of them as well, though, as well as the other side. They have to make hay while the sun shines. Yeah. But Jesus Christ, like, I mean, they're, they're incredible guys, the farmers, so to go but are you guys finding much of an issue with the GEA like as you mentioned there Tom but are you minus a lot of players Johnny or how do you find it yeah there's lots of young lads in Tullow because obviously at the moment Tullow GEA is going phenomenally well to be fair to them um, they played in the senior league uh, this year and they got on to the semi-final of it and then they're going well in the championship and like Adam Johnson will be playing on that Jack Johnson will be playing there um, Shane Rowan is there a few other lads in other clubs that's just Tullo Killian Murphy and Fionn Murphy will be in Grange like so lads all over Joe Waters playing into the brights and they're all playing football but there's still a good lot of lads out training last time I was out in the club now there was a good number of lads training there um, but yeah like to answer your question football is playing a factor and it will play a factor I'd say in Tullo because all the teams like the Cox can go well so that's Jack Mack and Sean wrapped up there Ballon are going well in the junior A and Cox and then Tullow and Grange are going well in the intermediate so that'll wrap them up till at least October I'd say same as ourselves like for mine is kind of you know McDonald Jay or Jay Lahey probably four or five other lads who would be in and around the first squad who are playing hurling at the moment now some of them their, their teams aren't going all that well so you know mm. from a rugby perspective you'd hope they might be knocked out of the championship fairly soon so we can get them back but it's this year we're actually seeing it that it has hit us a lot harder this year than previous years. Much, much harder, you know, like six, seven players, a lot of players to be minus down, you know. And it's back to your point, Tom, that, you know, if you have 40 lads of training, you can really do it good. But if you're minus six or seven players and then you have the lads who can't come training, suddenly you're in the high 20s of training rather than where you should be at the, you know, the high 30s, maybe into the 40s. So, it is impacting us on our side, but look at it's the age old question, Johnny. You said it a number of years ago. It's a shame that the adults can't sit down and actually coordinate a season between ourselves, but that's another day's work and we won't get into that now. That's beyond our payroll. Yeah. No, no, we we are missing we're missing we're missing backs for sure. It's, it's like one night we were laughing, we had three like three line outs running and we had five backs. Yeah. <laughs> so so <laughs> Joe, Joe had Joe had, Joe had three. <laughs> well, you know. Oh, where's Charlie in there? Don't have. He'd have the hands to do it. He has the feet as well. Yeah. Likes now kicked as well. <laughs> Johnny, bring don't, us up to don't, date. Don't even yeah. give any ideas. Don't give any ideas into Wes's head. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, give us an old update on the college there. So obviously, t- t- students starting to filter in and all that sort of stuff. So you'll be getting everything up and running shortly. Yeah, next week there. I actually met Ty Gronan this morning, Tom, in the college there. Um, he's away for his orientation next week, but uh, so I met him t- today there. We're starting back on the eleventh with the first years, and then everyone else is back then the eighteenth. So we'll be in that week. 
next week doing a bit of training. But we've a, we've a stoked coaching team now. To be fair, um, this year, so uh, our defence coach, well, our at the minute has defence coach will be uh, Alison Miller. Um, the attacks oh. coach will be Morris Logue, and then Sean O'Brien will be contacts and, and line out coach, and uh, Andy Redmond from Enniscorty is coming up to be our scrums coach, and then there's myself then glorified doing nothing, walking around giving orders. Um, but we've uh, yeah, we've a loaded a loaded coaching team. Like if you've two international players there in your coaching team for next year, uh, or ex international rather, and then Morris Logue, obviously everyone knows Morris and and the standard he'll bring. Um, and then Andy Redmond is interested in getting involved in a bit of coaching, so. He asked me if would would I have anything for him, and I said yeah, absolutely, because he's very enthusiastic. He's a good lad. He's playing Division Two C with uh, Ennis Carty there for the last couple of years, so he'd know his stuff. He's a good scrummager, so he's coming up to our scrums coach and, and take over our seconds. Uh, obviously, I mentioned earlier that Darren Murphy has moved on in work, so he's going to the prison service. So that had to finish him with coaching, and Graham Barry is taking a step back from coaching as well, so he's leaving. Leaving his role with Leinster as CCRO for Wexford, and he started up a recovery business, uh, for after games and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, so it was great with working with the lads last year. But obviously, life gets in the way, and financial gain has to become more important when you're that little beholder as Dara's finding out now the hard way. So, um, looking forward to this year now. Really looking forward to working with Tiger Ronan. He's a he's a really nice kid, Tom. Uh, yeah, he is. Yeah, really good lad. Really, really good lad. I was raging for him in a way, but I was also delighted that he didn't get the his first offer. And when the leaving cert results came in and he was staying in Carlo, I was personally delighted, but, but raging for him at the same time because you'd like to see him going well, you know. He um it made a good talk today there now about what he wants to do and stuff. So looking forward to it now. A few lads coming in playing wise as well. A few lads from Cistercian College in Ross Gray, a few lads from Sea Point. Um couple of international students I met two of them today as well a Canadian and a Frenchie so looking forward to having them now they could be someone there for someone to grab if the club wanted to hold them there's a Canadian and a Frenchie lying around there in the college if anyone wants to go up oh, and have a chat yeah. with them <laughs> um, I'm staying out of that club pooling at the moment so uh, I just focus on the college and obviously I'm, I'm finished in Kilkenny as well so I just have one rugby job this year thankfully Very good. more time for myself <laughs> you'd be on your toes Tony yeah, best of luck yeah. Tony for the year ahead and all that sounds like a, a savage setup you have there um, as well Finney we're supposed to be, be be wrong of us not to talk about Ireland and the big matter the World Cup kicking off this weekend uh, lots and lots of talks for Jesus going back weeks and weeks and weeks where do you start uh, I suppose long story short are we all happy with the squad yes raging for Keane Healy Yes, yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Keen yeah. for Keen Healy. Keen Healy, Keen Healy is a massive loss. Yeah, yeah, like, but yeah, but he's the only player that can play all across the front, all three. Yeah, played well, you know, and that's that's a that's a huge, huge thing to be able to play. Like to get away with having another hooker, you know. I mean, it saved us the last time um, when we when we lost both our hookers. And yeah, uh, yeah, he, yeah. He, like for Healy to come on, you don't want that in the World Cup, and that could easily happen. Yeah, it could, could because the injury happen. profile of our hookers. Yeah, our our hookers are probably the most injury prone. Like we yeah. have two, our two, our first choice hookers are both going enough. into the World Cup injured. Yeah, yeah. and both playing this weekend. Well, what, yeah. sorry, one of them was playing this weekend. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, Rona Keller is yeah. on the bench. Mm. You know, Rob Herring is starting. I think I, I look at I, I don't like to, but I still think we've missed the trick with John Klein. I think you can look at his performances for South Africa, but look at it. You have to, as I always maintain, you have to look at what you do have, and I think it's uh, I think it's a fantastic squad. Joe McCarthy's been quite a dark horse, hasn't he? I was just about to say the yeah. same. I think I think Joe McCarthy's a beast. He's oh, uh, there's like, no other question. Young Daniel was saying like he's absolutely. A beast, even just the size, like he's but he's so phenomenally strong. For his, you know, he might be the tallest in the world, but he's like he's so strong. That big unit you need because you need a big explosive second row, don't you? Yeah, you do. 
And I you think know, James Ryan wouldn't offer you explosiveness in the carry, but he'd be good around the park. But you need a big, big lump like a Brody or Halleck or a John Klein or a or G. Simon, one of them type players. Like in terms of that team you have there, like I mean, I'm surprised that um Jesus name escapes being out of Leinster back row. Um Ryan Baird isn't in around it, you know. I think that could, yeah, Romania sure. could have been an ideal game for Ryan Baird. Yeah. Because I can see it turning into an open enough game, a rugby once, like, fingers crossed, and all, as, as we hope, that we will get a score up. And it could have been a good game for Baird to get a, some game time in. Um, but yeah, but the Tongan one the week after is get a start. good one he could go for. Pardon? The Tongan one the week after, that would be a good one be, for Ryan yeah. too, because he's physical, like, too, you know. Yeah, I'm yeah. delighted for Keith Earls. Keith Earls is getting the start. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are saying, Jesus, it's terrible that, um, Jesus, I can't remember any of my names today. The winger from Ulster missed out. Jacob Stockdale. Yeah, terrible oh. Stockdale missed out. But for me, yeah, Stockdale was never really in the running anyway. No, you know? he wasn't. He wouldn't lace you know? Keith Earls' boots. No, you know, you saw as right. a finish there. Like, I mean, it was a fantastic finish. But look, I think we have an exceptionally anyway. tough group, lads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone just said the group, group A side of things is, is ridiculous. If you look at the like our group A and B, if you look at C and D, like it's like there's teams there not in like England are not in good form and they could walk it to a, a quarter final. Yeah, yeah, you know, but they have they're Australia. going to have the, it's not for us to, to start it out, but I mean, they have to look next season and the next World Cup to have to grade it some way of grading properly. Like it's a joke. Top four teams in the world, all on one side, is just a joke. Absolute, absolute. Yeah, but I think they have to reach the semi final. Yeah. To like, fall, like yeah. France, France and Ireland, South Africa and New Zealand will all meet each other. Well, you'd imagine if well, it's you're probably, there as well. But you're probably five. If you look at it, you technically have, to me, you have, you probably have five teams. Like Scotland are no pushover. But you find we're, all, we're, not, we're not we're not looking like we're not looking at Scotland. Scotland are a, are a dangerous team, okay. and you can see that. Like every, I know everybody's going full blast for their first game. South Africa put the put a complete bomb to the team out. Like, but they will look to target Scotland to beat Scotland, so that if they do play Ireland, they'll have some sort of uh, a bit of leeway, mm. you know. And, and then that and that comes down to us. Do we? Do we go under strength against against South Africa and then put your put all your money on Scotland, or do you go full strength and go absolute worldly headed for to beat South Africa and then and then you have a cushion in your last game? Well, I think this but, team is the best way to go for the start because they've like no disrespect to Romania, but like this team should put a score on Romania, like. To beat them by fifty points, I think. Yeah, and then like that's why I'm saying like Scotland have obviously obviously a brutal side of the draw with South Africa first, but like mm. we we could go out and get a points difference here. Yeah, like and be straight away ahead of the deficit, and then next week play Tonga and get another points difference, and then relax for Scotland, and then go again for South Africa, or relax for South Africa and go again for Scotland. You know, I see. See, Sexton has to play with the backs as well. He has to like he'll have to get a run out with the full back line that's going oh, to play. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, like Keith Keith Earls probably won't start against South Africa. Oh. Um you know, but and I can't see him start against against Scotland either. No. So like Keith is getting Keith Keith's getting he's getting his run out here. Um, but the rest of the back line is near enough what's going, what, what Sexton's going to be working with so I mean and he hasn't had a game time so he needs he needs the game time with those lads yeah fair point well, the only problem they're looking at the bench if you lose a battery player in this one you're kind of under pressure like yeah. Henshaw and Crowley are both insides or centres and like Crowley is a tenor or centre yeah. you know yeah like Defensively, and I know when I look against Romania, you're not going to get caught out defensively against Romania. A good rugby player be able to defend it, like, but nor like you normally, it's, it's it's rare not to see an outside back on that, on the bench at least. That's true. So, Very good point. There was like you've Earls there as Earls can cover 13, 14, and fifth or 11, 13, 14, and fifteen, and cover them well. Oh yeah, well thirteen, you know, little bit. I'd be a little bit worried there, but. But like I mean, Crowley can cover 
10, 12, 15 as well. You know, don't forget Crowley, he has, he has played. Yeah, actually back true. Yeah, Crowley played a 15 from Munster, yeah. And, yeah. and Robbie Henshaw has played fullback in the past for Connacht. So, you know, there would be a little bit of versatility yeah. there, you know. And, and maybe that's what we're trying to could see Henshaw coming into the backfield. <clears throat> this is it. And my worry, some of my worry is actually our front row cover now without having Kane Haley. I mean, Tom, you're actually right. Like, I mean, Tom O'Toole, Jeremy Lockman, and Ronan Kelleher there. Like, I mean, could you see if anything happened, Kane Healy, or anything happened Furlong, could you see Andrew Porter going across to the other side, across the tight head? Is Andrew Porter actually, could he be the second choice tight head? Uh, well, I know. I think that's where you're going to see it. I think Lockman could come in quicker than, than O'Toole. You know, but not in this game, though. In this game, in fairness, you could put Tom O'Toole in there and he'd do you a job. Yeah. If this was against a South, a Scotland or something, you'd be looking for uh, Porter's going to swallow that. I like Jeremy Lockman with playing with Munster, but I don't know if he's an international, a top international mm. scrummager. Like he's not, he's a good, he's a good player. He's a really good player, but he's like, it's a big test. Yeah, you know, it's and a big test. Really that, no, that's Samoa it. That's either. if in, that's if that's if it, that's with injuries. I mean, he's not going to like, he's he's not going to be there for the for a South Africa match or he's not going to be there for the Scotland or maybe Scotland match but um, would it be Kilcoyne like Kilcoyne is now your second choice loose head but Healy gone I would like I, I will actually do you know what I, I, I haven't I don't make the decisions out in that because I don't think like Killer hasn't played he wasn't I'm making this game he wasn't playing he, he wasn't making the, the Munster team um, Andy Farr seems to like him. I know he like he brings things to like say you know he brings things to the dressing room and and to have him around is is huge. But ah oh, Jesus, I don't know. I I think we're very weak in the front. I think we're weak in our cover for front row. I think our starting front row is good, and I think then we're getting into dodgy territory when especially yeah. going to play South Africa and a South Africa are going to change the front five in one go. They have a six two split this. They know That's all I'm looking at. <laughs> no, they have a six-two split this week. Yeah, I think they but, go seven-one against Ireland. But they could go seven. Mm. But, but mm. if you turn around and blow, give away a van, the next minute you have a full front row that was probably star for Ireland, and then two mm. second rows that probably start near enough star for Ireland, and you're going to throw them on a half time, just after mm. half time to like it's that's tough going for any front row to deal with that. And you saw, yeah, some, I mean, you saw have a good lad coming on. Like I know New Zealand will never admit that like they went home and said, Well, they weren't really interested, it's kind of been pushed on the game. But I mean they got bet up a stick. Yeah, they weren't given I mean, a choice, to be honest. Like they were absolutely they were absolutely hammered. As yeah. in hammered, physically hammered. I mean you yeah. could see the bru- you could see the bruises and the marks and the cuts and the you know, after the game, like they got a lesson. So you can't say that they weren't interested. There was a trophy there for the taking too. So and I'm sure yeah, New Zealand don't, don't go. It was a test match. Yeah, like it's a it's a loss for New Zealand on the record books. They wouldn't want that. Like, no, no, and I it's still, not good. I still, I still that beating going into the World Cup. I still think the first match tomorrow night could be the final. Well, they're the top. The 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 favourites are. I mean, it's New Zealand. Just it's New, Z- New Zealand won the competition. Yeah. But New Zealand are still in the favourites. Mm. New Zealand won France two, France two, South Africa three, and Ireland four. Mm. Well, that that physically can't happen. Can't be them four teams left. It should be, but it can't be. I know. <laughs> if you're Eddie Jones, lads, you're going. I'd say Eddie Jones is rubbing his little hands together. And I'd say Eddie Jones Steve is to keep himself saying that man is a lunatic. Yeah, well, that's true as well. It's we a way with the birds. He thinks he's going to win the World Cup. He's living in a box of problems. <laughs> he might win the World Cup, but he could, like he's. And you're laughing at a team that's going a team that you don't really race at the moment. They're very, very beatable. And and there's there's England, as I say, can make all the way all the way to the quarter final, and maybe could probably get could get in, easily get into a semi final. Yeah, who are playing really, really badly. If Australia, who are playing really, really badly, could do the same. Argentina are always dark horses. They can put anybody under pressure. And I feel sorry yeah, for no Fiji. Them. Fiji. Fiji could cause an upset, but now they're after losing their own half, which is a big loss for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're out half. You know, so, someone said to me this morning, I won't say who because they get in trouble, but someone said to me this morning, Australia are becoming the, 
Scotland of the North or Southern Hemisphere. They're I don't think they're becoming the it. I think they are it. <laughs> they could go out one day and be the best team in the world and then go the next day and get hammered by a, by a Samoan fifth team. Well, so, as, as long as Scotland don't go out and beat the best team in the world. <laughs> the yeah, number one team. The number one team in the world will be all right. Yeah, Great to have you back, oh. lads. Episode Just one, even when we're there, Yeah, I forgot there. I must mention the two Tullow ladies that won the Interprovincial there with uh, Leinster, Dan O'Brien and Anna Doyle. Great um, stuff. They were both on the team, and then two college players then as well, Natasha Bean and uh, uh, Nisha O'Reilly there from Wicklow. So it's great to have local representation in the women's game as well as that standard. Absolutely, good yeah. win over Munster. So it was. Yeah, hard one for Tom to swallow, I'd say. But look, no, Leinster, Leinster, <laughs> Leinster ladies is the only the Munster one. men. Yes, <laughs> like your own self, Thomas was. Huh? Munster yeah. and the Leinster ladies. It, very confused person that I am, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I confuse everybody else at the same time. And you're really so, a Kilkenny man behind it all as well, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> that's, only when Carlo, that's only when Carlo's knocked out the hurl. It took, it took 50 minutes for him we're, to call we're you getting, we're, get, man. We're, we're getting better. We're getting better. Yeah, yeah. We're getting better. Every right. week, Johnny. I'll touch on it every week. Uh, so. You have done it for the last two years. I don't doubt it. <laughs> well, as you're going... I'm just going to tell you now. You'll be broadcast. I'll be broadcasting next week from France. Just to get, just to get that in there. All right. Yeah. For a couple of boats sailing around the back. I'll, I'll be in La Rochelle. Yeah, we're staying in La Rochelle, and then we're going down to the match. On it's a two-hour bus drive. Home. To play the wages, huh? Yeah. Uh, uh, to the, I'll be back baking bread very quickly. Trying to get Rod back. Put <laughs> Huh? Rog no, Roger's is, is away because we were trying to get into the stadium. There's no one around to let us in, so we're not getting in there. But uh, we're staying well, in the did an anger management or a self defense class after the weekend. There's, there's, <laughs> I think there's, I think there's sixty, there's sixty of us going. Oh wow, very good. Yeah, sixty from County Carlow, from, from, from from Oak Park. Yeah, well, that's the things they used to do back in the nineties, Stephen. They don't do that anymore. There's a charter tip bus going up. Oh, Jesus. You read it all out. Yeah, we're, we'll tell you, can't beat tips bus. No about it. Can't beat tip coaches, right? Not a good right? Safe travels, Thomas. See, see you, you in a new background next week. Glad to Cheers, lads. See you next week. Good season. Episode one, season three. Talk to you next week, lads.